Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse number 6, reading just a little lengthy today down through verse 10, and I will uh, try to share with you what God's given me. If you found that, shout amen. amen. I know you're there. For thou art an holy people under the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. If anyone tries to tell you the Jews aren't a chosen people and special before God, you bring them to this particular passage and show them just how wrong they are. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. He started with one. That's about as few as you can get. You know, the next number going down is zero. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's a long time. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. To destroy them, he will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. Father, we love you and thank you for this day, the time, the chance to be in the house of the Lord. For what you're doing in this place, what you've done, God, over and over again, you've met with us here. In this common sanctuary we call the church. I thank you for meeting with us once again, Lord. I, I pray that today my God would fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the Holy Writ and that you'd touch every heart in the house. I'm glad you're with us in the dark times, Lord. And I'm glad that it was all settled at Calvary. And I know that it was you were on a hillside one day. You're coming back to that same hill. And I bless you for all these promises. But God, today, somebody might be sitting here today and they need to be saved. I pray that you would touch this place for your glory. Touch this preacher for just a little while. I'll praise you for everything you're going to do and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Now, in, in, in prayer, I don't know how other guys get messages. Mine come a multitude of ways. I see something, I get a thought for 
for a message. God seemingly speaks to me through a song or another message. Oftentimes it's through preaching. But most time God speaks to me through prayer. And when I'm praying, profound thoughts come to me. And I, he, I know I pray for the next message in line. What I need next. I, I, and I'm, I don't want to try to get ahead of myself. Brother Delmer gave me a wise, he was wise, uneducated, but Delmer's a wise man. Brother Delmer said this. He said, Mike, prepare for one message at a time. Somebody asked me one time, I told him, said, I got to go home and study for Saturday. They said, why? Or for Sunday. He said, well, surely you got that all laid up Monday through Thursday. I said, oh, no, you don't understand. It's one at a time. Something might change. Someone won't be there that was going to be there. God knows. And I don't know, but God knows and he prepares us for that time. Mine often comes through prayer. Through prayer, I got this thought the other day. Love. It's all I got. And I, my mind raced to two or three places and the Bible scripture came to my mind. I thought, well, that'll be it. That'll be it. But Tony, that wasn't it. So we got, we got to, I got to studying and I came to this. And here, here, so I got to looking at love. I found something peculiar. I think it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll catch you and it's the same way. Love is it, mentioned 311 times in the Word of God. I thought it would be 365. Love for every day. But it wasn't. It's 311 times in the Bible. Find the word love. Now, I'm not counting loveth or loves or loved. Just love, L-O-V-E. Love, 311 times in the Word of God. I found this first mention. Now, when it's first mentioned in Genesis 27 and 4, this is what was strange to me. It's referring to savory meat. I thought God's writing a book for the Baptist right here. No doubt about it. Savory meat. Isaac had asked of his son to go prepare him some. And bring it to me. Savory meat that I love. We work, use this word often. I love this or I love that. And really, we, we just use it as slang. We really don't love it. You know what I found? I got to get five books into the Bible before I find out that God loves anybody. I thought it'd be all up. I thought, now, we're, we're wondering where the first time God loves somebody. Genesis, surely you love Genesis. Uh, nope. Well, Exodus, nope. Leviticus, you know what he says in there? He said to love your neighbors yourself. He told you to love God, but he doesn't say a thing about God loving you. Isn't that strange? What you know, you know, we come five books in, you know what five is, don't you, in the Bible? We come five books in, and here's what we find. The first place we find it that God loved anybody was right here. I found that very peculiar. I mean, it, it, it spoke to me. When we come to this particular passage, here's what we find. We find who it is that God loves. And we found out why he loved them. He didn't love them. He didn't love them. You know who we like? We like number one. And most people think themselves.
We find out who, you know who he loved? The least. He loved, he said, I didn't love you because you were the greatest. I loved you because you're the fewest. Well, we find scripture all in the word of God. We, we, we just, we're just covered up with, he saved us such a bit of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And he used the simple things to confound the wise. God comes down to the little things. He said, he said be abased and then he'll be exalted. When, when, God, when God wants to do something with you, praise God. When he wants to do something with you, 100% of the time, he's got to mash you down and get you where he wants you to be. I've never seen God use somebody that was exalted and then he exalt them more. No, when I read the word of God, I find him finding a shepherd boy that's out on the back 40 that nobody even knows who he is. They don't know his name. He's overlooked when the prophet comes by and marches the rest of them before. Have you got any more boys? Yeah, I got one out there in the back 40. Hey, he's little and ruddy. He's a good looking lad. Bring him in here. There's the king. Right there's the king. Surely the one head and shoulders above all. Surely that, no, no. That's the king right there. I find it where God uses the small things and he chose them. That's why he loved them. It's who, we find out who he loves. He loves the least and we find out why he loved them. He chose them out. Now, three things this morning and I'll be quick. I think I will. Three things this morning because when I read this, when I read this, it has to parallel the church. It is not the church, but it parallels the church. You can put, the, it, you can put Israel over here in this column. That's God's wife. And you can put Christ's bride over here in the other. And when you're coming down that row with these, this one here and this one there, here's what I found. This is an exampled love. God examples his love. He gives us an example of his love. He doesn't just say it. No, he gives us an example. You know what he says? I chose you. My word. He chose us. We are chosen. Ephesians 1. I'm just going to read this so I don't leave any of it out. I want you to listen to this. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him. When did he do that? Before the foundation of the world. Now the Calvinists would jump on that with both feet and say, ah, ha, ha, predestinated before anything began. You were chosen. We were, listen, he chose us. And you'll never convince me otherwise. We accept the choice. What if your bride had said no? You'd have went and looked for another one. Or stayed after until she said yes. I don't know. Chosen in him. The example, here's how much God loved you. That he chose you in his son before the world ever began. That's getting on a little bit of what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'm not ahead of myself. I'm going to prepare this afternoon. 
First Peter 2 and 9 said, you are a chosen generation. You're a chosen generation. I want us to see that. The example of his love is that he would choose us. Did we deserve it? Did he choose the good people? There are none. There's none righteous, no, not one. You know what he does? And he chose us anyway. In spite of myself, God chose me. I'm about to have a fit. In spite of me, God chose me. Praise the Lord. I, I mean, wherever you've been, if you're born again by the Spirit of God, no matter where you've been, what you've done, what's come your way, what you've been involved in, God chose you. Let's, let's just put it down. In, let's, let's get it down to where we can understand it. So it's like the guy that won't work and panhandles for his money. He wants to bum or steal. He just, as we would say, no good. And God sends you by to rescue him. And you say, I'm going to take you and I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to carry you home with me and I'm going to feed you. I'm going, matter of fact, I'm just going to take care of you from now on. Now, we're all sitting here today thinking, I hope he don't do that on, to me on the way home this afternoon. And I run into that guy. But here's spiritually, spiritually making an application. Spiritually, that's the way we were. Dirty, no good. Surely wasn't working for him. Not fit to kill, as the song says. And you know what he done? Tommy, he come. And you quoted the verse in John 14. He said, you've not chose me. I chose you. That would make a Presbyterian smile. At least it would make them smile right there. That God chose you. Most people would be happy if the governor called them this afternoon and said, hey, I've chose you to do something for me. And I'm going to bless you for it. And I'm going to tell you one higher than the governor called. Can I tell you one higher than the president called? One higher than King Charles just called. One that's the names above every name called. And he chose you for him. Hallelujah. Why? An example of his love. His love not only example. But here's, here's where this thing gets a little. This is, this is where it, it gets to where we are. And here's what he said about this. Verse, uh, uh, let me find my verse. But because the Lord loved you and, and because he would keep the oath which he swore unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand. That's what he done. He redeemed us. We are redeemed today out of the house of bondmen. We were in bondage to sin. We were dead in trespass and sin. We're free, praise God, from the hand of Pharaoh, a picture of the devil, and of Egypt, the world. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them. As, and you preach in Sunday school class, gave it to us this morning, Brother Gordon, to them that love him. So this isn't just a one-way street. 
This is a two-lane highway, four-lane actually. We're going the same direction. There's many on the other road that's going the wrong direction. The guy told Mike Blanton, said, you're never going to catch up with us. He said, uh, he said I, we never will catch up with you because you're going the wrong direction. We're going the same direction. But it's an expected love. God expects us to love him in return for his choosing us and loving us. And he exampled it by who he gave. So I don't think God ordered that. Oh, yeah, it's commanded. Deuteronomy says it first. In Deuteronomy 6 and 5, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. Jesus, Jesus confirms it or reiterates it in Matthew 27 or 22, 37 through 40. When the guy comes to him and said, what's the great commandment? And he said, thou shalt love, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. It's not a recommendation. It's a command. Do you see that we're chosen but then we're commanded to do something after, the, after we, we are chosen out? Love the Lord thy God. With all thy heart, soul, mind, and, and Mark, or Luke 1 says strength. They add strength to it. And the second is likened to it, love thy neighbor as thyself. Now when he told them to love their neighbor in Leviticus, you know who their neighbor was? Other Jews. He was telling it to the camp that was all the same. All the peculiar chosen people of God. He's telling it to them that's all the same. So when they love their neighbor, they were just loving their brother. But when he gets to the New Testament, Jesus train wrecks on. He, he makes the command much stronger when he says, hey, love your enemy. How about I just love my neighbor? The guy that, how about I just love the family? That's who you said to love in Leviticus. They're all family. Love the, your neighbor. Well, he's from the tribe of Benjamin. He's from the tribe of Judah. But when he gets to the New, Mex, uh, New Testament, there's a mixed multitude. Right. Now he's saying, hey, you going to be like me? Love them all. There's an expectation. It's an expectant love. It is a it's not that we just love God. But he said, here's how they're going to know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Now, Brother Jake, here we go. It's exampled in that we're chosen. It's, in, it's expectant in that it's a command of God. He, he, he didn't give me a choice in that. He said, hey, I loved you now. I want you to love me. I want you to love me. Well, how, how's anybody going to know? Here's how. Here's how. It's in this passage. It was with them through the wilderness. It was with them in, it was with them in Jerusalem when Jesus is walking out, but they're not seeing much of it. It's an external love. It's not only, it's not only this. It's not only exampled in that he chose us. And it's not only expectant that he commanded us to do it. He expects that of us. But it's external, and that's how it's confirmed. You know why? Because you do what you love. Now, you may not love what you do. But you do what you do. There'll be some. If you love it, you'll do it. There's no doubt about it. If you love it, You'll do it. 
He doesn't ask of us one thing that's, 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 here's what Paul said about it. Paul said it'll be reasonable service. You present your body's living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Look, he's asking us, he's asking us, and we love him. Why? That's it. That's it. And now, he expects, he expects it's going to confirm that love between us by what we do. Now, I'm going to give you an illustration. I'm done. I knew I wouldn't be long this morning. Save my strength for tonight. So, most of you all, you just put a little clip of, 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 of Colin Boy playing that game Jenga. And he's, he's under the impression that the guy that knocks it down is the winner. He wins every time. Pa and Daddy's trying to help him there, but hey, who, who knows you can't help a three-year-old? They can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I thought that's just like Christians. I'll do it. You know the last time you find love in the Bible? This was very interesting to me. First time it's love and savory meat. The last time the Bible said this in, in Revelation chapter 3 is the last time you're going to find the word love. And you know, the Lord chastened those that he loves. I rebuke and chasten. Them that I love, I rebuke and chasten. You know why Colin loves us right now? Well, God gave me this early this morning. It just set my field on fire. You know why that little boy loves me? Because it's what I do for him, Dennis. Because, hey, he gets all the attention. We play with him. We watch him do this. We watch him do that. When I'm working, Mike, he wants to help me. I say, here, son, take it. Put this, put this, put this screwdriver in right here and turn it. Of course, he can't turn it, but he thinks he's turning it. He'll go, I did it. <laughs> yeah, boy, you did. And Ryan, he loves me. He loves me because I, I, I let him do things and I do things for him. Right now, he loves me because of what I do for him. But one of these days, he's going to get grown up and he's going to love me just because I'm Paul. Right. I used to love him. I used to love him because he saved me from hell. And I just wanted some fire insurance when I got saved. I, I'd heard hell all my life. I didn't want to go to hell, Brother Roll. So I wasn't going to hell. I knew, I believed, I, I had faith to believe that if I asked him, he'd save me. I wouldn't burn. People don't think hell's real anymore, Mike. I don't know what's happened to them. Maybe we don't preach it enough. So I just want a little fire insurance. And then I found out, ho, ho, there's some benefits 
There's some benefits to following him now. He'll start blessing your house and your family and your kids and praise God and your job will get better and things will, hey, people even like you. Some people, not everybody, but there'll be some even like, hey, things will get, when you get into his will and respond, you preach my message this morning, and then all things begin to get better. And I learned that, Jake. But I'm honestly before God this morning tell you I don't love him because what he gives me. I love him because of who he is. He just wants us to love him because who he is. Listen, we show that in what we do. He wants us to continue, continue no place to quit, slow down, back up. I'll confess, I've got weary in the way, not of the way. And I thought, Lord, hey, listen, I'll just sit down for a little while. No, do you love me? No place to stop. One of these days, I'll be forced into it because night cometh. When no man can work. Michael showed me a video of Ruth. He had a video on his camera of Sister Ruth. We called her Ruth Jackson forever, but now she's gone back to Killian. So, but anyway, Sister Ruth from the Smithville Church, Vestal. And I watched her on that video, and she was a little bit confused, and Michael started singing the song we sang today. God walks the dark hills. And she's in a dark place in this world. But she's about to step out of the darkness into that marvelous light. And it ain't never going to be dark again. All the troubles and trials is gone. She don't love him for what he's done. Though I love him. I love him for saving me, saving my family. Folks got lost family members. I'm so, I need to be more broken about that and not just be satisfied that me, my four are saved and no more. But she loves him for who he is. That is the love of God. Not just loving him, not just loving him for what he's done, but loving him for who he is. He said, here's what I've done. I chose you now. I expect you to love me. And if you do, I'll give you mercy to a thousand generations. That's longer than anybody here is going to live on this earth. I'm going to ask you today. So, Brenda's come to the piano. I, 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 saw, I saw a guy on a video yesterday. I watch these things for preaching fodder. And, and it is, you have to be careful though, you get mad if you watch too many of them, a wrong one. So this guy said, I'm just going to tell you, religion is ridiculous. Believing in God is ridiculous. There is none of this. There, there is no, there is absolutely no proof 
I'm, scripture's just flooding in my mind. But you know why? Because I know the scripture. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know that the firmament, the heavens declare his glory. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. He doesn't know that from the beginning, uh, uh, those that claim that are without excuse. He doesn't know that what I read in that last verse I read today, that to his face, God's going to repay him. To his very face, little man, little man, and on their deathbeds. Queen Mary said on her deathbed, all my possessions for one moment of time. Voltaire, the atheist of yesteryear that argued against God and the Bible, when they died, they said, he said when he died, he was crying, I am lost and I fall into utter darkness. You know what the Bible said about saints of God that leave here? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You know what that means? He's watching them when they leave. Play me something, says. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.